Hey, and welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here to join us. We hope that this podcast inspires you to live life both for God and your city. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes. And remember to leave us a five-star rating. Enjoy the message. Let me tell you, vision matters. Vision matters. The Bible says without a vision, the people perish. And you know what? I really don't want, I don't want to just you know, mark my time in the church that I, I, I would just make it and move on and somebody else, look, we want to make a dent in this town. And so we want to build and we want to move forward. We want to see God continue to work and God do some really wonderful things. But we got to take that vision. We got to do something with it. You know, God sent 12, Moses sent 12 spies into the promised land. And so those 12 spies go into the promised land And 10 come back with a bad report. They come back and say, man, there's no way. This is terrible. The work is scary. It's too big. We can't do it. They're like giants and we're like grasshoppers. There's no way we're going to be able to make this thing. We will be destroyed if we even try. Now, I think there's a lot of dreams and visions, plans that people have, that God has in people's lives that have been canceled and rejected before the application was even filled out. Like we thought about how hard, how difficult, how challenging it would be. And so we back off even before we had a chance to start because we thought we couldn't. That's how the 10 spies, that's how the 10 spies think. But there were two spies named Joshua and Caleb, which by the way, were the name of the 10 spies. Nobody knows and nobody cares because nobody cares about the names of cowards. No one cares about the names of people that God says that he can and they say, no, we can't. We think about people like Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb, they go in and say, man, this land is flowing with milk and honey and it takes men to carry, multiple men to carry the grapes. He said, these guys are big, but the bigger they are, the harder they'll fall. Joshua and Caleb came back and they said, we are going to occupy houses we didn't build, sleep in beds that we didn't buy, and eat the fruit of land that we didn't toil and cultivate. God is going to give, this, give us this land. In the word of God, he says, we are well able to do it. That's what Joshua and Caleb have to say. Here's what I believe. I want you to write this down. In fact, I believe that we are a Joshua generation. I believe that we are a Joshua and Caleb generation. In fact, Caleb, when he was in his 80s, stood there with his staff as they were getting ready to go into another battle. And he shook that staff at that mountain and he said, give me this mountain. I believe that we don't, we're not just a Joshua generation, we're a Caleb generation. We're gonna have young men going into the fight and we're gonna have old men going into the fight and God is gonna give us the victory, amen? In fact, I want you to write that down. I'm a Joshua generation. This is who I am. <clears throat> we don't only have to be like Joshua. We can be like the disciples. You know, the disciples, they were getting down into stuff with Jesus all the time. In fact, they would get into a boat with Jesus and a storm would come. And where was Jesus? Sleeping. They got in the boat with Jesus. Another time they got in the boat with Jesus and there was a storm. And what did Jesus do? Jesus comes walking to them on the water. That's when Peter stepped out of the boat. He just kept getting in there. Another time, another time they got into the boat and then they pulled up in the shore and a demon possessed man came and attacked them. You know, it's crazy. Jesus kept asking the disciples to get in the boat with him and crazy things kept happening and the disciples kept getting in the boat. 
For 71 years, God has been doing some awesome things and he's asked us to do some crazy things. And for 71 years, we've been getting in the boat with Jesus and God keeps taking care of us. Pathway Church, listen to me. Get in the boat with me one more time. Come on, just get in the boat one more time. I know that God can meet us just one more time and he can do a really good, strong work here. Not only are we a Joshua generation, but we're a disciple of Jesus. We're disciples of Jesus. We can do what the disciples did in our generation. That's the generation God placed us in. Not then, not, not, when, not when those 12 were walking, not in the 50s, not in the 60s, not at Indian Springs, not at Pathway Temple, not in that little white chapel, but right in this moment. Pastor, I don't want to do this moment. This moment has been hard. God chose us for this moment. God loved the people of this moment so much that he put us here. Come on, in the boat one more time, disciples of Jesus. And the truth is, I really think about me and Kelly too, because baby, you just keep getting in the boat with me and doing crazy things. Let me tell you, the pastor's wife here at Pathway Church, she's a saint. It's true. She's a saint. Yeah, don't shake your head at me like you're going to talk to me after church. I, I got the stage right now. I'm talking, right? She is an awesome woman. She just keeps getting in the boat and God keeps showing himself and being faithful to us. And so, you know, we were going into our legacy people talk and we're wrestling through this and we want to do something big. We want to give the biggest that we've ever given before. And so after we got to our number, we laid that number on the altar and um, we started trying to figure out how we're doing it. We're thinking about our stuff. We're thinking about our money a lot right now. We're thinking about how we're going to negotiate that. You know what? There's nothing off limits. DirecTV, I could chop DirecTV in half right now. I could cut it off completely for the sake of legacy people campaign. There's nothing. There's no car. There's no possession. There's nothing. Uh, man, we can, we can trim this way down. I want to be in this moment. Baby, thank you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for getting down into this. And, and you know, we've said how, but the how is not the most important thing right now. The who is most important thing. God meets us here. We love our neighbors. We, we love our family. We want our family to meet Jesus here. And we're also following after an inspiration with David and Solomon that built the temple. In fact, I want you to go with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 28 and verse 10. You know, David and Solomon are building. David build, has the plans. He gives them to Solomon. 1 Chronicles 28 and 10, the Lord has chosen you to build a house as his sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. This is when the reality starts hitting home. This is more than a video. This is more than a picture. These are more than plans. These are more than dreams. Now, God has given us these plans. Pathway Church, Johnson family, Doherty family, all of us here today, be strong and do the work. Now it's our turn. Now it's our turn. Be strong and do the work. That's what the Bible says. Say that with me. Be strong and do the work. Come on, really good and loud. Be strong and do the work. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 1 we're told the work is huge. Another version says the work is enormous. And this is not just a place for people to meet each other, but a house for God to meet us. This is what we're, why we're doing this. It's bigger than us. It requires our work, but it requires God's hand as well. And then in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, I want you to look in verse five, but let me give you a verse one first. One, God's gonna meet us here. Verse two, David says, I brought all the resources that I can, that, that the kingdom has, the kingdom of Israel has. I'm bringing it to bear. Listen, Pathway Church, I've done that. I've done it. I have been cheap. I, 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 I have worked. We've saved. We've cut budgets. We, at one point, I told Andrew, I said, kill the card. 
Because we have subscriptions, we have these things that are out there that the church uses. Kill them all off. We'll do that by killing the card. Then we'll come back and we'll add whatever it is we need. But if there's anything hanging out there, we want to kill it off. We cut money. This, this year's budget is 85% of what we took into the offerings last year. Why did we do that? Because we're trying to sit on a pile of money? No, we've been preparing for this moment. I'm not going to ask you to do something that the church hasn't been doing. We've been hustling and working hard. So David said in verse two, we brought all the uh, resources of the kingdom. Verse three, he says, I brought bringing all of my personal resources to bear. And then verse five, so it goes, the kingdom, the leader, and then verse five, and now, and I say this to you, Pathway Church, how about you? Who among you is ready and willing to join in the giving? This is important today that we understand that every single one of us has the ability to do something. And we have the the ability to do something sacrificial, not based on what somebody else makes or has, but based on what we make and what we have. And if we all join into this thing, if we all get involved in this thing, how many of you believe that the impossible just becomes possible? I believe it. I believe it. I want to be named in the number of people that believe it. Today, my heart is to say that I'm all in for the temple, that we are all in for the temple. And, you know, we have our commitment cards, our envelopes that are there, the legacy people campaign, you have those. And at the end of service, we're going to bring these envelopes down. There's a really special time that's going to happen at the end of the service. It's happened multiple times now. It's special. God's presence is here. I'm going to ask that you get down in the middle of that and soak it in because we'll never get to experience this again. But as you prepare for this, here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to be a part of legacy people and don't say, hey, I want to be a part of building this. So I'm going to lower my tithes and offerings and then put money over here because that won't do anything. It'll just move a box and then, you know, I might have to fire a staff member. I'm surveying, see who it needs to be. No, let's don't do that. We want to go above and beyond what it is that we're, that we're giving there. And so we're going to start today. We're going to start today. You, you know, you can fill that out. You can automate your giving. I automate my mortgage. It's important to me. And I just want it to happen every month. So you can do that there on the card. And then we're going to lay these here on the altar. Some of us are going to just make pledges. Some of us are going to put money with that, bring a first fruits offering to start that off. And God, I believe, is going to do a miracle right here in this altar today. He's going to do something special. There are some people that have already given and have already pledged. And today, God's going to speak to their heart. And they're going to say, you know what? I want to do a little bit more or have a thought. Or maybe there's a child in a family that says, you know, Dad, I want to be a part of that as well. Here's what I do know is that as we give the absolute best of what we have, then God is going to do miracles. Not only is he going to do a miracle in this house, but here's what I'm believing. I'm believing that God is going to do miracles in our homes. Phyllis, I'm asking that what God does at Pathway, that he would do in my house, in this miracle moment. And I really believe something special is going to hear, is going to happen. And I already know it has been happening. In fact, I want you to meet one of those people that legacy people has already begun moving some major things in their lives. The person that I want you to hear from today is one of our great young adults, And one of my friends, Erica Luke. You guys put your hands together for Erica Luke. Watch this video. Lord, I had so much to say. Now it's all gone. 
Okay. November 7th was a day that I wasn't even going to come to church because it was a day full of dread and despair. Without Pathway, I'd probably be a lost cause, really. I'd, I would probably just give up. My name is Erica Luke, and I've been coming to Pathway since 2017. Through the time at Pathway, being led by Pastor Travis, um, it was through a message about unity, and I, I ultimately, through that message, I, I literally made the decision to call out to God. I said, God, I said, I can't be unified with anybody until I'm unified with you. He literally flipped a switch in my life, and he said, it's time to step. I decided to go after God 100%. The Legacy Campaign came up. Pastor was at, telling everybody to, you know, pray about what they're going to give. And, and he said, our big reveal is going to be November 7th. And I felt like I got punched in the gut. November 7th. That was going to be my wedding day this year. And it no longer is. And I know that the enemy thought that he had me, but he didn't. I prayed and I prayed and I said, God, like, what can I bring to the table to you? And he said, I want you to give that day back to me, okay? Like, I'll give all the, the wedding day refunds back to you. And he said, you're not giving everything to me. I said, the only thing I got left is my wedding dress. I said, I don't want to let it go. And he knew that I was holding on to it tightly. And I literally, I was literally fighting God. But I messaged Pastor Travis. I was like, I'm bringing my wedding refunds. I'm giving that back to God. I'm bringing the dress, and I'm wiping clean, I'm drawing the line in the sand. The people in Pathway, just their unconditional love, before, during, and after, um, is priceless. And I want people to experience God the way I've experienced Him. I want to be that, that good steward, whether He gives me something small or whether He gives me something grand, and I want to make sure I'm faithful with it. November 7th is now a day, thanks to Pathway and thanks to God, that I now get to give back to the kingdom of God with full sacrifice and a full investment into the future generations of Pathway. I'm excited about all the people coming to meet Jesus. I'm trying to be here every night of the week. I'm trying to give God the glory every night of the week. <laughs> Bring these folks in. <laughs> Would you welcome... Will you welcome my friend, Erica Luke? Erica, Kelly, and I love you so much. And, and we're, we're so blessed by you. Now, last Sunday, Erica texted all of this to me, and there's, there's so much more there, and it was beautiful. I sent it to Kelly. Kelly sent me back the emoji with all the tears falling, that one. And then I copied that message, gave a little context, and sent it to my friends that live outside of the state, some big prayer partners in my life that, that love me and know all about me. And I just kind of share these things with them. And then I, I got a letter. You heard this in the first service. We didn't do all of this in the first service, but I'm going to read this to you. And I took his name out, um, dated November 2nd, 2021 to Travis Johnson, pastor subject, a wedding dress. Travis, I was so moved by the story of Erica Luke. So I began praying for her. Only God can do these types of things. As I pictured her making such a commitment, in the text message she sent to me, she said, I just want to send this to you so that people don't think I'm crazy when I lay a wedding dress on the altar as my gift. 
He said, as I pictured her making such a commitment, I remembered another young lady whom I will not name who God so touched in a similar way. This lady grew up in a godly home with wonderful parents and she was taught to love others and keep herself pure. She fell in love with a guy at an early age who put her on a pedestal and they were married at an early age. Her husband had been saved for about two years before they were married and had committed to have a godly marriage and family. As years passed, the couple got into church and God directed them to become active in foreign missions. God was in, the direct, in this direction even when it stretched his family in many ways since a couple was busy with building a company as well as with young children, church, etc. The husband took the lead and began traveling and speaking about our Heavenly Father and his free gift of salvation in many areas of the world as well as back home. He never doubted his wonderful wife's salvation. Then one morning, while out of town working, the husband got a call from his wife that shook him to his knees. His wife told him that she had just nailed down her true salvation. Then God told her to do a number of things, which were extremely unusual, but relates to Erica's story. One thing God told her was to give away all her jewelry and not to look upon anything more dear to her than her love for him. In short, she gave away her jewelry and never looked back. God used this in her life in ways that words can't express. With this, I decided to send a check in the amount of the price of your dress. It's a nice check. Very nice check. To, to be deposited in Erica's name in the legacy campaign. And I ask that you give the wedding dress back to this dear young lady to cherish as a remembrance of how God touched her heart. I pray that she, find, that she finds this special young godly man that God has for her. And as she wears this special wedding dress, she will praise him for directing her steps to a long, wonderful marriage as this mentioned couple have enjoyed for many decades. This, and then this is the check. I'm going to go ahead and put that there. And Erica, here's your wedding dress. We love you. We're so glad that you're a part of our church family. Airport campus, Moffat campus, everybody bless the Lord for Erica. We love you. That's the heart. And that's the goal. And this is, you know, Erica showed us what God is trying to do in in one person. And here's how I would say it to you. Is that for us to see the vision come to pass, come to pass, we have to do these things. One, take a significant risk. Erica, what a risk you took. And on Wednesday when we talked, And you said, use this story, however it benefits the church and benefits the Lord. Amazing. Just amazing what a few days would do. Kelly and I are doing the same thing. We're asking the Lord, where are we going to be three years from now? I believe that the Lord wants to bless us. I do. And I have dreams and hopes for my life, for our life, for our family, for the church. And I believe that the Lord is going to take us to new places. So you know, I'm not giving today based on where I am. It's like, well, Erica, you raised the bar so high. You, you, you gave tremendously. And I want to respond in the same way. And so as you give, what I would ask is that you would take this kind of step of faith and you would say, as the Lord helps me, I plan to do more and to give more over these three years. That you would be able to articulate that as the Lord 
helps me. Secondly, have a plan. Have a generous heart. I know, I know you do. But having a generous heart isn't enough because you have to have a generous plan. And a lot of times there are pieces of generosity we can't do because we don't have enough margin in our life. And our bills are really tight. And I, I've shared the direct TV, it's not sacred. The car, it's not sacred. The house isn't sacred. There are things, there's nothing that isn't on the table right now to do what's in my heart for the Lord. And so I would ask you, for you, figure out what it is that that means. And then, you know, of course, Kelly and I have talked through some things that we could sell, things that we love. Not a problem, not a problem. Thirdly, I want you to get into unity in your family, with your kids, help them to be a part. Pray that God will help that vision kind of come on down to them as well. I will never forget the moment in Cambodia as we were dreaming out loud, just like this, in the library at Takam Village, where in that country where 99% of the population is Buddhist, Takam Village, 25% is now Christian. And we're standing in this library we had just built there at the school and the church. And we were dreaming about starting a new church in Shra Village. And so there were businessmen and pastors that were all around and I I was hoping that they would step up. And one of the first people that stepped up was my 15 year old daughter when we were talking about buying land. And she said, dad, I want to give $2,000. $2,000 for her might've been $200,000 for me. It might've been $2 million for me. And I thought, how in the world can she do that? I'm fighting back tears. She's crying. People are crying and God helped her. And that girl's a hustler. She's out there. She, she was able to make $2,000 in about two weeks. Uh, buying scarfs at the central market, selling them online to our friends back home and all of that. And I thought, you know, that's what I want to see for our family. I pray that we see it in each of our family, but come into unity. Fourthly, think of why more than the what. More than what you give, think of why you're giving. And really, when it comes down to it, it's the what is a who. Think about who we're going to serve. I want you to put names and faces in your mind. Do you want to see your children and your grandchildren, your neighbors, your community, people, even your your enemies, you want to see them in this house? I do. You know, I want to see my children in these altars. I want to see my children's 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 children in these altars. That's what's on my mind. That this would be a place where my family, my people, my neighbors, my community, my town, Baldwin County, can meet God who meets us in this place. And then lastly, lastly, think and trust in God, not yourself. Yeah, you do have a part. There's no question, but trust God. Let me tell you, God is not intimidated by big challenges. In fact, God is motivated by big faith. I don't want to pray some scrawny prayer. I don't want some agenda, some goal, some dream that's just small enough that some weak God aided by some coincidence and the good heartedness of people can come along and meet. No, what I want is I want something that's so big that only God can do it. And so I'm asking God to do this work. And I think that as we step into this, let me say this is not a legal document. You lay out your three-year commitment. You know, your, your car is not going to get repossessed. Your credit score isn't going to get dinged. But you're saying, by faith, over these next three years, this is what I'm going to do. As the Lord enables me. And we trust God in that. Now, 
as I was thinking about all the, the things that, that the Lord has done here in 71 years, I felt pretty proud. And, and I don't want to use that word wrong. Proud, pride, that's a thing that the Lord hates. But I'm not talking about that kind of pride. I'm talking about the kind of pride that, you know, when your children do something well or your friends succeed, then you go, man, I sure am proud of them. It's not an egotistical thing, but when I think over the last five years, just what I've experienced, I have seen the hand of God on this church. And you know what? I'm stepping back. I'm going, man, airport campus is a miracle. What God is doing at Pathway Church is a miracle. What's happening with Buy a Tree Change of Life is a miracle. It's incredible to watch. What God is doing in Cambodia and in the Bahamas and Guatemala, it is a miracle. Does anybody agree with me? Do you believe that? Won't you just bless the Lord right now really good? It's awesome to see. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. But it does have me think about the old man that had been working in his garden. I mean, he worked, he sweated, he toiled, he pulled up thorns, he pulled up rocks, he planted, he watered, he scared off the birds and not only the birds, but the animals, the raccoons and all of the, the rats and the squirrels that would get in and ruin gardens. And somebody walked by and after he had done all this work, this beautiful flower garden had sprouted up. And the guy walked by and looked at the garden. He said, look at this amazing garden that God has built. And the old man stepped back and he said, well, you should have seen this garden when God had it all to himself. What he was saying is, I put some work into this thing. We've hustled. Pathway Church, you have led small groups. Pathway Church, you have gotten out and built. You have gone and built the Bahamas. You have done all kinds of things all over the place. You put up the walls at Women's Resource Center. The 1,119 abortion-minded women that decided to keep their baby in 2020, you had a hand in that. Yes, God did it, but thank God for the work that you did. And so here we are at this same place. We understand now that, yeah, without God, we cannot. But without you, God won't do it. God is the constant, we're the variable. He will show up. The question is, will we show up in this moment? And I think one of the things in this that is going to excite me the most is not the buildings that are going to be built, even though they're beautiful. And that land on Highway 59 is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I want to go out of my way just to go and look at it all the time. It's so beautiful. But one of the most beautiful things is that so many people's hearts are going to be relocated like Erica moved her heart closer to the Lord. Jesus says, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. And so many of us are going to put our hearts closer to Jesus through this process. So what I want to do is I want to ask you right now, what does sacrifice look like for you and your family? What does it look like for you? Now I'm praying for other people, but I'm asking God to help me. We hope you've been blessed by this week's podcast. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes and visit pathwaychurch.us give. We'll see you next week.